B C A B C A B C A B C A B C A B C Welcome everyone to the Uppy and Stash podcast. I'm your hostess with the mostest Uppy. Uh, with me as always is Beardo. Hey. And back for the second week in a row, we have the OG, the original gangsta, Mrs. Uppy is back with us. <laughs> hey, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> there we go. Um, Beardo, what are you drinking? Um, well, I have some... Golden Road Melon Cart right here. Beautiful can. Um, I love the Mango Cart. We get it at the A's Stadium all the time. And I saw a Melon Cart in the um, grocery store about a month ago. And I'm like, oh, I need to get some of that. I do not like it nearly as much as the Mango Cart. Um, But I've got two cans left. This is one of the two cans, so I'm trying to drink it up. Um... And, you know, if I don't finish it all tonight, it won't be that big of a loss. We've already had tons of beer tonight with our ill-fated uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> ill-fated Lockford Sausage and Dying Breed episode. Um, so I'm still a little buzzing from that. So if I don't finish this melon card, I'm going to be okay. Yeah, I don't remember last time we were at your house, but I did see you have that, and I meant to ask about it. And I didn't. Well, we I mean, we haven't seen you since because it's been like 80,000 years, it seems, but realistically, it was about six weeks ago. But. Which tells you how long I've had this six pack. I mean, it was a six pack. <laughs> still have two cans left. Um, but yeah, no, it's it has been forever, and it's okay. I mean, you definitely taste the melon in it. It says that it has a, it's a watermelon wheat ale with honeydew and cantaloupe, and you can definitely smell the melon you can definitely taste the melon i just don't feel like it goes with the beer all that well mm. so they should stick to the mango you think i'm gonna stick to the mango i know that my friend chitwood loves the melon cart <laughs> but he's a bit weird anyways he's a great guy he's, he's a kid weird. he's a kid he's a kid <laughs> um he is. mrs Uppy, what are you drinking um, well, like you, I am enjoying a delicious margarita made by um, Uppy. Yeah, uh, yeah, the cat's out of the bag. So uh, this is the 79th recording of Uppy in the Stash, including all of our football shows, and which means I think I've only ever missed two recordings. So this is my 77th recording, and this is the first time. I'm actually repeating myself. I'm having a uh, margarita, which I have had before on the show, but it's been a long-ass time. But after all that beer we drank earlier, um, I haven't been that drunk at 7 p.m. in a long time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah. figured after that recording, I uh, kind of babied my Castor 8 from Dying Breed. Mm-hmm. I had a Corona before we jumped on, and now I'm... Night capping with a with a nice cool margarita. What okay. a way to end a delicious day of uh, great time with my family, great beer, great food, and mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, moving along, Mrs. Uppy is finally, 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 finally. I kid. The first time you were on, the first two times you were on the show, this was not a thing. Um, we gave you a pass last week, but Mrs. Uppy is going to give us her three Tombstone songs that will be added to Beardo's uh, Spotify playlist on Spotify. So um, you can get as long winded as you want, or you can just state the band and the song and be done with it. It's entirely up to you. Well, like right. I said a million times, this is one of my favorite parts of this this podcast. 
Mm-hmm. Um, way before I was a part of this, I definitely loved hearing what other people were listening to. So I get excited to hear what other people like to and listen it's to. Such an awesome exercise, which I take no credit for. This was entirely Stash's thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's proven to be awesome. Which, by the yeah. way, I'm missing Stash tonight. Yeah, Stash, yeah. you know, he had, like, you know, with this COVID thing, um, Beardo, um, I'm only mentioning his profession because he's mentioned it himself. He's an educator. Mm-hmm. He's had a bit of time away from work. Um, he, yeah. he goes back next week, but in a different I'm not capacity. an essential. I don't actually have to go in. Yeah. Um, I won't, I still won't give away what I do for a living, but I've been home paid for four weeks now. And, um, this is up. is entirely an essential employee, but she's gotten to spend some time at home as well, which has been nice. Unpaid. Un- unpaid. Yeah. <laughs> but we got that uncle Donald Trump money. So mm-hmm. we're good. <laughs> so he's done one good thing um, for you. But no, but. And, and I mention all that because uh, in Stash's world, it seems like he is far busier than he normally would be. So it's yeah. not like anything's changed other than he has the risk of being getting sick. So we do miss him, but he, he just had a ton of schoolwork this week. And um, er, early in the week, um, this is Friday night, and uh, Monday or Tuesday, he said, I'm too busy. I want to make it on. Then it rebounded to where I think Wednesday or Thursday he was like, I'm going to make it work. And then just yeah. a couple of hours ago he said, I can't make it. So we do miss him. But this was his an idea. And uh, where I was going with it was that uh, this idea was so awesome. I was listening to this other podcast called Writing History earlier, and they even used the idea. So it's, <laughs> I it's, think I know those people. We don't have much of a following, but – Enough so that someone else took the idea and used it themselves. And one dude even used a Green Day song, so good for him. Well, okay. yeah. So, Mrs. Uppy, uh, when you die, uh, somehow, some way, there's technology for only three songs at your tombstone that we can plug our headphones into and listen. So what three songs describe your life and or you just want to pass on to your surviving uh, loved ones? It can be no particular order. You just, you know, if you don't want to rank them or anything. All right. So I probably will be choosing songs that are way too mainstream for um, Beardo to enjoy. Um. It's cool. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy a lot of things. He loves mainstream. I I think my first pick um, is um, a, a song from 2000 doesn't seem like it's that old because i still hear it fairly regularly um mm-hmm. when i get in the car and actually turn on the radio and um it would be oh sorry it would be um last resort by papa rich um that was the year okay. my dad died and my dad died in june and papa roach came out um with that song right around that time and that was just kind of my let my anger out um, song. And, yeah, so then. It's a good song. It is. It's, it's a really good song. And, you know, I, I still love it when I hear it on the radio today. Um, so there's that one. Okay. Um, my next one would be. Um, Oh, gosh, I'm totally spacing. Oh, Seether. Um, my favorite band is Seether, and the song that got me loving Seether is the country song. And it's just super fun, and I just love that song. So that would be um, also one of my songs. And then my third song would be a tearjerker. It would be uh, Megan Trainer with John Legend. Um, the... Um, I don't know the title of the song. I'm going to love you. Like I'm going to lose you. That song. Um, I was pregnant with little Uppy when that song came out and super emotional. And the song would come on the radio and I would just bawl my eyes out, you know, just (laughs) thinking about my family. So yeah, that would be my song that my tearjerker song for my family to show um, how much I love them. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that song. That's a fantastic song. 
It's the first person to get emotional. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, this is the first time in history that uh, all three of someone's uh, Tombstone songs I already own on iTunes. So, so I don't have to. So, typically, honestly, um, truth be told, uh, we mentioned it last week with uh, Dodger Insider that I told him I would listen to his three songs and pick my favorite and put it in the show. He actually, because we took a break in our show, he got two songs. And um, so, everyone who's ever been on the show, um, I've downloaded at least one of their. Tombstone song. So every once in a while, when I'm actually at work and I have music on on um, random, their songs will pop up, and it's a way for me to remember what was like recording with such a person. And um, up until Mrs. Uppies, I think one of my favorites was uh, Dill Spears' uh, "The Gambler." Mm. Uh, I didn't think I would like that song, but every once in a while, it pops up, and you know, I I haven't been shy. This been one of my favorite recordings of all the recordings of this podcast, but. Um, I'll just end yeah. my rambling with there's an 80% chance at the end of this show you're going to hear Last Resort by Papa Roach. <laughs> 80% chance, huh? 80% chance. So that leaves only 10% for uh, the country song or like I'm going to lose you? Um, No. See, 10%, huh? <laughs> I'd say there's 15% chance it's going to be John Legend and Megan Trainer and 5% chance either. Not that I haven't seen <laughs> I don't mind either. One of their favorite, one of my favorite songs of theirs is "Tonight," which is kind of one of uh, me and Mrs. Eppie's unofficial, quote unquote, songs. Yeah. Uh, the country song is not my favorite song. There's not even close. Uh, I don't think it, I've ever heard it. It's only on my phone. I because, love it. I love it. It's only on my phone because so she much. loves it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. They have plenty of great songs. Just to me, that yeah, isn't one of their top tier. I'll just put it that way. Because it's not a bad song. I mean, they have songs that suck, but that's not one of them. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, Uppy, if you uh, if you followed my Spotify, Spotify playlist, you could... Uh, <laughs> you could, <laughs> you could I have been drinking beer all night. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> you, could, you could relive all of these different episodes where we've talked about Tombstone songs. Oh, no, it's funny. I wasn't laughing to mock you. It's just that is the same verbal typo I would have made that I have. Because <laughs> those conversations I've had with Mrs. Up here are like, oh, have you gone to Spotify? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I want people to understand, like when we recorded earlier, we had four 16-ounce cans of beer, like four of them. Uh, yeah. I had already had some when we started. <laughs> By the end, I hadn't even come close to drinking all 16-ounce cans, and I felt like I was drunk by the end of our recording. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and I, I only drank half of each, of and I saved the other half of each. <laughs> so I didn't drink four 16-ounce cans. Mm. I drank four 8-ounce servings. Which isn't well, too bad. That's a bit doable. more manageable. We're, we're going to yeah. have to suffice it to say that this recording that we're talking about is the podcast version of Tenacious D's tribute song. Where they talk about how it was the greatest song in the world, but they don't remember it and they can't redo it. But it was the greatest. That's this episode. Yep. We are, we are going to redo it. And it'll be nice because I think Chitwood will be back. And he'll actually Definitely be drinking the be. beers we're drinking. And we, <laughs> we, we can't promise anything. We're going to do our best to see if we can't get stashed the necessary stuff to join yeah. in. Yeah. Getting him because the beer. Definitely want him to be. Yeah. Getting him the beer is not a problem. Getting him the, the food, it would be the hard part. So. Yeah. You can ship it, though. I looked. It, it's. It's. Technical, but you can do it. Hmm. It basically involves dry ice and styrofoam shipping containers and extra packaging, but it's doable. Well, you are the smart one, and truthfully, you've done better in life because you're smart. Um, <laughs> Please. I will, let, I will let you handle that part. I, I will take care of the beer. So. <laughs> 
All I'm trying to say is he worked hard to have deeper pockets. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> with that said, without well, further ado, without further ado, so uh, <laughs> tonight is uh, we're going to do dealer's choice again. Um, sure. Nothing in, tr- truly inspired this week. Um, so for those who don't remember, dealer's choice is basically we all teach. It's just like a game of poker. You go around the table, and uh, in poker, everyone would choose which game you're playing. But in this, we just choose a topic. So instead of trying to have like one 30 to 45-minute conversation on one topic, we're just going to have multiple smaller conversations based on whatever the person chooses. So that is what we're going to do for a little bit. Um I'm just going to put Beardo on the spot. Beardo, since you live furthest away, you can start. All right. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> first thing first thing that I want to talk about is um, Uppy, you and I have known each other for quite a while. Uh, uh, and for as long as I've lived in California. Yeah. To the day day yeah. one. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'll tell that story in a little bit, too. It's fun. <laughs> um, but we were in the same grade. Mm-hmm. We also were in band together. Yep. And so I just have to say that growing up in Oakdale, like we did, playing in band, mm-hmm. we met a lot of great people, had some really great times. Um, but I've got to say that some of the funnest times I ever had was when we were getting ready for the um, halftime shows. Um, I remember, and I don't remember how often we practiced at night, but I remember one night in particular, we were, it was really dark. And this is fall, so dark is pretty pretty late. It must have been mm-hmm. close to nine. We had just gotten off the field. And the sprinklers in the field pop on. <laughs> and <laughs> we go running through the grass and just start sliding belly first <laughs> in the grass. And it was so much damn fun. And it's not like we handed our instruments to someone and we're like, here, hold my instrument. Let's go sliding. We mm-hmm. went sliding instruments and all through through <laughs> the wet grass. Um, so I do have to say that being in band in Oakdale was just a shit ton of fun, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it really came down to the people because, um, you know, Oakdale, very much a football town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not – there's no hyperbole when I sit there and say you can make – draw comparisons between Oakdale and the movie Varsity Blues. Mm-hmm. Um because it's, I don't know, Texas level crazy to a point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to be able to make band fun in a town like that's not easy. But we had a good time though. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I met my wife in band, so it wasn't a terrible place. No. No. Worked out great for you. <laughs> yeah, depending on how you look at it. Right. <laughs> no, you're happy. You're happy. I am happy. <laughs> Which is funny because actually happy is what we called you in high school as well because you always yeah. are smiling, always smiling and laughing. Yeah. So yeah. that was the thing. And I'm old and depressed. So light life. Yeah, but you still smile a lot. Life did it. Well, <laughs> I try. I, I'm, I'm an optimist at heart. So. <laughs> Mrs. Uppy's that giving a true. face. Oh, that yeah. is true. Yeah, we, we have this discussion in our house where um, I, we're not, not honest about who we are. Um, like I said, I'm an optimist. I'm a I, I, you call yourself a realist, but really what you are is just a pessimist. I am. Um, I'm a realist too. So you're also a pessimist. No. Have you ever met Slightly. a happy realist? You've never met a happy, I'm happy. or positive. No, no, no. No. 
I'm never be, disappointed. There's different, there's different levels, but uh, <laughs> her level of realist is kind of low. Well, when you've been like disappointed so many times in your life, you get to the point where it's like, I'm not going to be an optimist because it's probably going to go for me. So for me, it's better to just, you know, think about it realistically instead of being hopeful. And then when it goes out, comes out well, then I'm like, yeah, that's fucking awesome. I just think if you have a more positive outset, then maybe you have more control over a positive outcome. I was a pretty positive child. I was actually. You have to be. You stuck around with me for 10 years, so. No, that's crazy. It has to be crazy to be around you for that. <laughs> ten many years, years, November. Ten years, November. I, I can't work. Oh, um, that's crazy. I did it all without a huge income or a big dick. I don't know what it is, but it must be the smile. <laughs> it must be. I was in it for the money. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> All right, Mrs. Effie, as you're taking a drink off your margarita. Oh, you're going to make me go? Um, <laughs> so let's, um, let's debate the merits of the fact that I saw on Facebook today, and this really scares me, that I saw someone's – no one I personally know. It's just something that popped up that – People feel as though the only way for Biden to get their vote is if Bernie is his VP nominee. And uh, truthfully, I know I just said I was an optimist, but I'm afraid of how many people are in that same boat. And it just makes me really think Donald Trump getting reelected is a lot easier said than done than maybe I realized. Yeah. Well, I I'll, okay. Also, I have to say, in twenty six, twenty fifteen, before the twenty sixteen election, um, when Bernie clearly was not going to get the nomination, and I remember being just pretty devastated mm-hmm. because um, I love his policies, and I was jaded by Hillary Clinton because it's easy to get swayed by what people say about other people, even if it's not true. And um, I was seriously considering a third party voting because I was just so not happy that Bernie did not get the nomination. But between then and the actual election, I did come around and I did champion for Hillary Clinton and, you know, I enthusiastically did vote for her. So I hope Mm -hmm. that there are a lot of people like me that will come around. They just have to kind of mourn the loss before they can Mm -hmm. come around. Well, but what Joe Biden really needs to do is he needs to make sure he gets out there and gets people excited to vote for him. He can't just say, Hey, I'm the Democrat. Come vote for me. That's not going to happen. Um, he needs high voter turnout and to get that, he needs people to be excited about him. Um, so he needs to do a lot of outreach. He needs to be, um, all over the news. He, my guess is he will pick someone Bernie esque as his VP, but I don't think he's going to pick Bernie. Um, To be honest with you, I love Bernie as well. I love him because I think he's a real person and actually Mm -hmm. does really care about people. And when Mm -hmm. he says something, I think he actually means it. Um, But I think I think Joe Biden would be better served by going with someone younger. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I think. Definitely Bernie-esque. Like, Mm -hmm. like I like the idea of Elizabeth Warren, maybe. Um, or even someone even younger than that, maybe um, Kamala Harris. I've been seeing uh, Stacey Abrams being floated around by people too. Oh, she would be I, fantastic. And I any like her one a lot. of the, any mm-hmm. one of the three you have mentioned, either Abrams, uh, Warren, or Harris, I would be ecstatic for. Well, and Abrams brings that. It brings. Um, well, she's a woman, African American mm-hmm. in the South. Those are three things that Biden's going to need in this election. So mm-hmm. she definitely will be 
a good face for that campaign. Okay. I agree. Yep. Uh, Mrs. Uppy, you got a topic? Um, honestly, not really. Any topic. Yeah. Any topic. <laughs> I've kind of had a brain drain recently. I've been on, um, took a leave of absence from work because I was um, a little too, I was more concerned about the virus than I felt that my employer was. So I took some time off so that I could just de-stress and be confident that I wasn't going to get sick. And and this is what has happened. Mm-hmm. That means for 14 days, you stuck exclusively with me, a three-year-old who won't separate, and the office on binge. Non-stop, the oh. office. <laughs> In the last two weeks, I think we've gone from season three to we're almost done with season seven right now. So, Holy um, crap. Wow. In my four weeks off, I've gone through almost, I think in my four weeks off, I've gone from somewhere in season nine all the way to the tail end of season seven. So there's a good chance that by the time I see a day of work again, I'll have made it through the entire nine years of the office. You're almost there already. (laughs) Oh, well. And I'm going to start over again. Yeah. (laughs) Dwight Schrute is my hero, so... (laughs) So, I've had uh, the hardest time getting into the office. I've seen like half of season one. That's oh, this it gets so much better. No, just it gets so much better after season one. It really does. It's it takes off in season two. It's season really two. good. Okay. But having it on twenty four seven, almost you know, it it does seem a little much sometimes. Well, but I do love the show. <laughs> We're not about 24 hours. I know. That's yeah. why I said almost. But yes. <laughs> So, yeah, now I am preparing. I do have to go back to work. And um, I spent a good part of my day working on making um, some cloth masks for myself. And it's really kind of um, sad to, to be reminded of the, the state of where we are right now that, you know, I have to make a stash of cloth masks so that I can wear them to work so that hopefully I don't get really sick and then make the rest of my family sick. Yeah. So I would like to remind everybody out there, anybody who's listening to stay home if you do not necessarily have to go out because there are other people that are just really hoping to not get sick that, you know, have to be out. Yep. Mm -hmm. Make sure it's absolutely, yep, absolutely protect yourself and others while doing so. Mm-hmm. It, it continues to boggle my mind because, um, unfortunately, having to go out is unavoidable. I was at the grocery store today with my gloves on and my mask, and you see parents, you see whole families still out at the shopping. Mm-hmm. At and shopping. nobody's wearing masks or anything. It's insane. With oh. young kids, I'm like, one of you could have went shopping, mm-hmm. and the other of you could have stayed home with the kids. Yep. Like, it's just, it's baffling. So, oh, mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. All right. We're uh, going to go around one more time. Beardo, you got one last thing you would like to talk about real quick? Yeah. Um, I, I do have to say that with this quarantine stuff, I think people are binging TV more and maybe not listening to podcasts as often, um, which is too bad because podcasts actually do offer a kind of a, a window into the real world. Um, it's also a place to continue to get information and to continue to grow and become a more informed person. Um, so, maybe we can mention a couple of our favorite uh, podcasts that we do still like to listen to mm. while we are still in quarantine. Um, well, so awesome. I go ahead, go ahead and start. <laughs> All right. Um, I think two of my favorites. Well, of course this one, you all know that I was a, super listener before this I've listened mm-hmm. to every single episode um, you still are, so this podcast I, I still do listen to every single episode absolutely but it's just to see if I made an idiot of myself again um, 
So <laughs> I absolutely again. love this podcast. I like how um, he says again. Yeah, this is the eighth one. Um, <laughs> I also really love um, Pod Save America. Have you guys listened to Pod Save America? I've um, heard of it. Listened to it once. Um, yeah. uh, I have nothing bad to say about it. It's just it's one that too smart for me. Is that fair to say? <laughs> I don't know. It's fun. I like I like how the guys banter back and forth. Mm-hmm. They make me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really enjoy that one. Um, and lately, this week, I've been listening to your friends over there at uh, Idiotville. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're a lot of fun, too. A lot of fun. They know a lot of stuff that I wish I knew. They're, uh, they're even better when I get to be on the show. There's some. They are some uh, pretty smart guys they're, over there. I mean, Jack is super intelligent, and he... He even says, hey, no, I'm not even the smartest one. So they're yeah. just, you know, Brent, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Brent, no, it's fun. It's fun to listen to. <laughs> Why are you gonna like, yeah, yeah. No, no, Brent, Brent is, uh, I consider him to be one, super intelligent, but now he says, no, Dill's like the second smartest person I've ever met. And the only person smarter than him is Dill's brother, who was recently on that show, too. Uh, Rob Banks is his name. Um, okay. But no, so I, I was one of those people immediately that uh, my podcast listening has taken a dive during this um, shelter in place. But the one I do still make time for, whether I'm on or not, is Idiotville. I do still listen to them. And yeah. I am a week behind, but I do enjoy watching – or not watching. I like listening to The Office Ladies. Um, that okay. is hosted by Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. They – played Angela and Pam on The Office, and every week they do a new episode for each episode of the show, and they're late into season two by now. Um, I missed it the last week or two since uh, Mrs. Eppie's been home, but yeah. um, it's fun, and some they, they kind of get off topic way too often, but... I've realized how much I retain when those shows come on where I've listened to the podcast about. I'm like, oh, I, I get to feel like I'm the person with the insider knowledge because Mrs. Uppy doesn't get to listen to podcasts. So I'll say mm-hmm. smart things like, oh, did you know this? Did you know that? And it's because I listen to the podcast. I'm sure she loves that. She's like, um, yeah, that's, that's why I'm with you because you're a fucking smart ass. Right. <laughs> and if I was at work, honestly, because I have my job allows me the ability to listen really as much as I want and uh, I, way behind, but it's the off season. I, I, I like listening to Cleveland Browns daily. Um, it's like state run media for the Cleveland Browns. So, but so they tell you they're great when they really suck ass. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. So you think they're going to win the Super Bowl next year? They have as much of a chance as last year's Niners did. <laughs> which is not a chance. <laughs> hey now. Hey now. <laughs> Very true. Very that was true. a hell of a Super Bowl party up until like the last five minutes of the game. Then it went that was shit. a great Super Bowl party, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, well, I have to admit that I have only – I'm not a podcast listener. I have listened to one episode of Uppy in the Stash, and that is the only podcast I have ever listened to. <laughs> <laughs> I just really don't have time to listen to no. podcasts. <laughs> but what she won't tell you is she recently got promoted at work, and she actually will have the ability to start listening. So, Oh, that's really cool. I will start yeah, mining cool. my P's and Q's, yep. You don't really have many P's and Q's to mind. You've been pretty good. And I know. Just you say I, a lot of nice things. <laughs> I, ho- I hope that's the case. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Uppy. You got a topic? Got anything? Um, no, I don't. Okay. So I'm going to bring up um, – I was nice enough to let Bearna know ahead of time, just in case. Did you give him time to think about it in case he had nothing? Hmm. Uh, last time we did Dealer's Choice, I mentioned uh, children. Uh, last time it was things your child got away with. Uh, they, they got away with something that they should have been in trouble for based on 
being cute or doing something funny. <laughs> this time, uh, going back to the children and, I don't know, naming a time where uh, your child was perhaps wiser than their years. Um, did something that totally shocked you, like you didn't think someone their age was capable of. And uh, the point I'm going to bring up is um, little Uppy is pretty close to her fourth birthday. And um, I like to say she's a smart three-year-old, but I just know that she's probably normal. And she's definitely not dumb. (laughs) She's lovely. Absolutely beautiful. (laughs) She's reached a level where – Mrs. Eppy and I don't typically get to spend much time together. Uh, unfortunately, that's just the way our we work, work schedules. We work opposite, opposite shifts, yeah. And we do opposite shits, too, which is where I think we're going. That's good. Ver- verbal typo. At the, <laughs> at the slightest hint of any bickering, which we actually don't do that often, but even if we're, like, joking around like, you know, couples do, or little Eppy just – immediately starts with the, hey, no, you two, you calm down. Hmm. Like, she's taken some sort of a mediator role where um, she's gone so far as to tell us to take deep breaths, apologize to each other, and give each other a kiss. Well, we were legit bickering um, yesterday. We were legit bickering, and she was like, hey, knock it off, you two. (laughs) 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 Apologize to each other and to kiss each other and make up. (laughs) She persisted on giving each other a kiss to the point where I actually pulled the car over Turn the hazards on so I could give Mrs. Uppy a kiss. <laughs> you know, and that's and, funny. And she was just beaming. <laughs> I just don't okay. think I wouldn't imagine the average almost four year old has that capacity. No. To sense that emotion and but also be able to express a resolution. So that is my story. I'm bringing it up because yeah. as um, as irritated as I might have been in that moment <laughs> with Mrs. Uppy, um, it was hard to stay mad when we've managed to have a human being that we, you know, produced together that was capable of such things. Oh, I know. I was huh? legit irritated with you, <laughs> and she made me laugh. <laughs> That's pretty rad, though. That's pretty cool. So we have our own live-in conflict mediator now, which beautiful. <laughs> Thankfully, we don't need that often. Truthfully, but she has come in handy. Good, very good. So, yeah. Well, I I don't talk about my boy as often as I talk about my my sassiest one, my number number three. But Joseph, <laughs> my oldest boy. Well, my only boy. My boy. Uh, we have four <laughs> kids, and so Joseph's number two age-wise, but the only boy. Um, you know, he gets on my nerves sometimes, but he's, he's an all-in-all good kid. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good heart. Um, just a genuine kid, but dopey as F. He's so 12. <laughs> um, but when Christmas was here, um, we have one of those stupid elves on the shelves. Mm-hmm. And they're so annoying. And trying to hide them every day is not our forte. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, like, the first day it came, um, it was a school day. And we woke up the kids. And my wife was like, hey, did you did you hide the elf? I'm like, no. No, I didn't. She's like, shit. What are we going to do? It's, it's still on the couch where we left it yesterday. <laughs> and we're like, well, fuck it. We'll just tell them that the elf passed out on the couch. And so the youngest one, the five-year-old, goes downstairs, comes running upstairs so excited. Dad, you got to come see this. I'm like, what? Come look at the elf. All right. So we go downstairs. I'm like, fuck, he's still on the couch, still on the couch. <laughs> And you know what? 
It wasn't on the couch. Aww. It was hiding in a big candle holder that we have on our fireplace. Aww. My son had seen that it was still sitting on the couch and hit it. Aww. And so that night, we're tucking the kids in for bed. And Joseph goes, hey, Dad, do you want me to hide the elf again? I'm like... <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I do want you to hide the elf again. It's your job now, okay. son. Yeah. He hit the elf every single day, and he loved it. It was, like, nice. the most exciting thing for him. And nice. so I'm like, yes. That's awesome. It was lovely. It was really nice. And he just did it on his own. It was great. It's nice when the bigs have your back like that. Right? Yeah. So I just I, I just thought of something. Um, I don't the our 17 year old um you know had to have been about four years ago now so he was 13 at the time and we were at a amusement park that has mm. animals and one thing that it, it still sticks with me today is because we i feel like i grew up in a time where um everything was very um I don't know how to say it. It was very corporate. It was very, um, th- that's just what we did kind of thing. And, and so, yeah. um, you know, my mom was with us, um, and she wanted to ride the elephants and so, okay, she's going to go ride the elephant. And, um, I think did, uh, did the, did the 13 year old go? He did. He did. He did go. And, um, Truthfully, I went as well. And yeah, I felt bad about it, but I did participate. And I was pregnant, so I did not go because I was very large and couldn't imagine climbing onto an elephant. You were not very large. I felt very large. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) So, anyway, our um, at the time 13 year old, um, you know, I I asked him, Why don't you want to go? Isn't that super cool? I mean, who? wouldn't anybody want to ride on an elephant? And he just looks at me and he was like, I don't think it's nice to treat the elephants that way and make them walk in circles for us. And, and I was just like, well, holy shit, you know, like (laughs) you just gave me a whole new perspective, you know, it's just, you know, for me, that's just something that we do, you know, that's, we go to the amusement park and there's the elephants, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I never thought of it that way until he said it. And it, it, it helped change my views on a lot of things, I think. So mm-hmm. he yeah. super impressed me that day. Yeah, that's pretty rad. In case you're wondering, we still go to zoos, by the way. <laughs> we, we at least well. feel about it when we do. <laughs> But, I mean, that's that's kind of a tough thing, though, because, I mean, zoos do a lot of work. They do a lot of good work. They do a lot mm-hmm. of conservation stuff. But, I mean, there's also a certain amount of exploitation to their mm-hmm. job as well. I mean, they are showing off their animals. Um, but, I mean, quite often these animals are getting a pretty decent life. I mean, they're not having to hunt or scavenge for their food. They know their food's going to be there. They know they're going to live to see tomorrow. They know they're going to get health care, better health care than many Americans have. Um, you shut your mouth. But yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, but, you know, it's there is a level of exploitation to it as mm-hmm. well. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, that's that's the hard part is the exploitation part, but there are good things that zoos do as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I mean, we were down in San Diego. Um, what was it last summer? Yep. And we went to um, the San Diego um, Safari Park, which is part of the zoo, but it's separate. And and um, it's really really awesome. What was it? The what animal was that? Where they had like a bunch that they had rescued elephants. It was a bunch of elephants. Uh huh. Um, and like they didn't. Seven of them. Yeah, they didn't really have the room, but the elephants needed the rescue, and they they took they took in all these elephants, and 
you know, and I, I could, I can see the good that these establishments can provide for animals and, you know, and I support that, but, um, you know, like my now 17 year old pointed out, you know, there are some aspects that we should not exploit about them. Yeah. And so I will think twice when it comes to, you know, sure. riding on an animal that's in a small enclosure, you know? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Just got to figure out where to draw your own line at. I mean, yeah. Cars are bad, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't have one. You know, you might need one, so yeah. you should have a car. But you shouldn't have four. No. Thankfully, we only have three. <laughs> Us too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, wow, well, fun discussion. Thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you, Beardo, for jumping on tonight again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, although, although there's no um, proof of the previous one, uh, thank you, Mrs. Eppy, for coming back. Um, it's been nice having you this, these last couple of weeks. So, hopefully, you want to join in uh, next time when we have Stashy back. Oh, you know, I'll be sleeping. Yeah, you might be sleeping. <laughs> my yes, my my wonderful promotion requires me to start work at five a.m. Mm. So, gross. Yeah, that's a four a.m. wake up. So, but you yeah. almost always worked at five, anyways. But the difference <laughs> is you're working now, <laughs> whereas you haven't been in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. But, um, thank you again for coming on. Uh, feel free to come back. And, Thanks um, for having me, of course. Just uh, She should feel free to come back. It's her house. <laughs> Depends on how you look at it. I will, only, <laughs> I will only join in if I am specifically invited because this is Uppy's thing, and I, I don't want to be that person. <laughs> for the record, <laughs> the fourth time she's been on, but she's been invited dozens. Um. <laughs> and I usually say no because I have to work early in the morning. Yeah. Yes. Um. So, uh, anyone got any parting words? No parting words. Stay from safe everyone? out there. Don't. Yeah. Yes. Stay safe out there. Don't. Don't get other people's grandmas sick and kill them. Yes. What he's trying to say is don't pull mm-hmm. a don't pull a beardo. Actually, stay at home. Stay home all <laughs> the time. Yeah. Don't just drive to Oakdale to get some beer and meet up with your friend Uppy. Um, <laughs> don't drive to Manteca. Just meet up with your friend Uppy to exchange some sausages. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, no, but we, we do truthfully um, hope everyone is healthy and happy. Uh, keep sheltering in place, um, especially those of us in California. We're doing a good job, but we need to keep doing a good job. Um the more we just commit to it, the quicker this will be over. So mm-hmm. just uh, thank you all for being listeners. Don't forget to find us on social media. We're on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for Uppy and Stash. That's capital U, capital S. Um, if you choose to want to email us, you can email us at Uppy and the Stash Podcast at gmail.com. And please leave a feedback. Um, we we love feedback. Um, can I can I add um, that Carol Baskin did it? And if you disagree, put it in the comments. Yeah, do that. <laughs> and, hey, you know, all right. This is how serious we are about that. If you actually listen to Mrs. Uppy and comment um, on this posting on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, we miss by we, I mean, Mrs. Uppy. Um, we have a few of these, we, we have a few Uppy in the Stash podcast, uh, pint glasses left over. We will personalize one with your name on it and send it to you. So if you listen to Mrs. Uppy, um, we will do that for you free of charge. We'll ship it to you. No charge. Mrs. Eppy will personalize it with your name. Uh, she did all the ones that we sent out to our guests. So that is how to get one. So, mm-hmm. And uh, with that said, uh, Beardo, Mrs. Eppy, and I, we all wish you a good afternoon, a good evening, and a good night. Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. So
Do I? 